there, everybody. I am meteorologist Joe Martucci. We have our monthly climate roundup with the state climatologist of New Jersey, Dr. Dave Robinson, uh, who has been uh, cashing in on winter just the tail end over here in uh, the central part of the state. That That's not a popular thing to say down here. But where you are, you had snow on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This is March 5th when we're recording. It's uh, been a welcome change for those of us who enjoy snow. Yes, absolutely. And you were doing a little bit of skiing as well. You know, it's cross-country skiing. I uh, It's the best use for golf courses I can think of. That's right. Good point. Good point. All right. So when we're looking at the month of February as a whole, you know, could you describe it in one word for us in South Jersey? Uh, variable. Okay, sure. And, and that, feel free to dive on it. Yeah, I mean, my narrative, my narrative that will be posted on the State Climate website within the next day or so, I've entitled it a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. So, because I'm always trying to come up with something new each month. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it. we had a little, we had a taste of everything. We had some early spring weather. We certainly had some cold winter conditions. We had snow. Uh, we had a fair amount of rain. We had one really horrifically windy day. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but we didn't get clobbered with anything aside for that windy day. We really didn't get clobbered hard. There was no nor'easter, um, no major coastal flooding or erosion. Um, so just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. And, you know, you bring up the coastal flooding and, uh, I was trying to think back over, you know, this winter and I can't really think of too many times where there was a widespread coastal flooding event. And if it was, it was of the minor flood stage variety. I can't even remember, and I'm sure there was one, but I can't remember a coastal flood warning in effect for down here. So it was relatively common, that aspect. Right. Uh, we just have not had a coastal storm track, and mm -hmm. that makes all the difference. Yeah, and we're going to get into that. But uh, first, let's just start off. How did our temperatures and precipitation numbers stack up? And we'll get to the snow afterwards, but in terms of just temperature and precipitation, how did we do here? Well, it was it was a little bit above normal uh, in terms of temperature and precipitation, mm -hmm. um, and, and that speaks for the entire state. Um, again, nothing tremendously notable, but it was leaning on the milder side and uh, wetter side, um, in particular with uh, precipitation. Um, once again, we had, uh, I guess it was the third consecutive month or every winter month, uh, December, January, February had above average precipitation uh, and above average temperatures. Yeah, and we've seen that last year as well. We were the one of the was it the wettest when you take into account the whole state, or was it it was close to the top, correct? Well, yeah, uh, 2018 was the wettest year on record. Mm -hmm. So we really haven't skipped a beat as we've gone into the the new year, except we have escaped the the real deluges. Uh, it's just been persistently wet, as we found throughout the bulk of 2018. Yeah, and a lot of people here at the office have been complaining to me, where's the sun, where's the sun, where's the sun? Well, on March 5th, there's plenty of sun. It might be very cold, but you have the sun. Um, so South Jersey did it again on February 1st. We saw one to three inches of snow down here, but nothing in the north. And we did the same on about February 10th to the 11th. Well, we saw three to six inches in the northern half of the state saw barely an inch. So I think you called it the expressway special. I called it the South Jersey snow special. So how did we do for average snowfall in this part of the state and then zooming out to New Jersey as a whole? Yeah, um, the southern third of the state generally 
in February had 6.6 .6 inches of snow on average, and that's a tenth of an inch above average. So it's essentially dead on average. Right. And for, for snowfall, that's pretty unusual because snowfall <laughs> go from nothing to, to a foot or two. Sure. Um, but it was very close to average uh, in the south. Um, not so much when you got into the central and northern um, portions of the state. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, South Jersey has been the closest um, to average um, this winter, um, but you know, still below. Right. Believe it or not, still below. If if it wasn't to snow a, another flake uh, this winter in the south, um, it would come in at 15.7 inches, which would be about four inches below average. Again, pretty close to average. Right. Um, you know, the north actually is now a tad closer to average. They're only three and a half inches below. And that's all because of the first three days of March. Up through February, the south was by far the closest to average for the season and the central and northern areas uh, were below average. But there's been a little bit of catch-up right. um, with the uh, second and third events of this month, the one on Saturday morning mm -hmm. uh, and the one on Sunday evening into early Monday. So I mean, if you're a snow lover in the northern half of the state, March is like a pretty clutch player for you here. Now we're getting into March Madness, college basketball, pretty clutch, right? <laughs> we're getting there. It's a it's it's a little mad, you know. For the third straight year, March is going to be New Jersey's snowiest month of the winter, that, that's and incredible. that's not been recorded previously statewide. There's no, going back to 1895. <laughs> we haven't gone three consecutive years where March was the snowiest month of the season, of the snow season. But we've done it with this already. We've done it with the snow that fell in central and north. Yeah. And it's Jersey, only March 5th. Um, several times. Right, right. Now, is, is there is there an explanation for that? Like, real quick, we'll go off topic real quick, but is there an explanation for this, or is it just kind of stringing it along by coincidence? Well, you know, we've the winter we were in a, a, an interesting and rather persistent pattern um, for the storm systems. They would either go to the south of New mm -hmm. Jersey and that brought the snow to southern parts of the state and the precipitation just never made it to the north or there's been storms that have cut up through the ohio valley and great lakes and with that it generally brings rain to most of the state or in some cases snow that goes to sleet and then to rain mm -hmm. particularly up in the north so it hasn't been a pattern conducive to getting big snows throughout new jersey um, this last event that just clipped the central and northern region very quickly on um, Sunday evening and brought it the most precipitation, actually, in South Jersey, but an inch mm -hmm. or so in the form of rain. Um, that was just a quick storm that cut right through the state. was not your classic Great Lake cutter, but it wasn't a coastal storm either. So that was kind of a, a, an in-betweener. Um, right. So we haven't had that. We just haven't had those classic nor'easters, and I, we can be grateful for that. I'm sure the sure. sands on the beach are very happy about mm -hmm. that as well. No, because last March, I mean, as you know, we had multiple moderate flood stage, coastal flooding days here. I mean, I think 
the first half of the month of March, we had more than half the days that were in some kind of flood stage. So it's uh, it's been a nice reprieve here. You know, and I'm going to take if we can take another step back. I mean, you're explaining, you know, when we're warm or when we get the precipitation, it's either been these inland cutters through the Great Lakes or these kind of we'll call them like zonal sliders that go from west to east. Larger picture on like a global scale, could we explain what's how we're getting that? Oh goodness, it has been one wild, wild winter in many parts of the globe. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to even go the strongest typhoon on record for the month of February occurred, and people hardly noticed it. It actually clipped Guam, so it actually <laughs> clipped the portion of the United States back in mid February. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, you and and that helped. And other storms helped to bring what we call a ridge up to the to the North Pacific. Um, it was warm as all get out for Alaska yeah. in, in in February, and that ridge helped to dive the jet stream along the western half of the U.S. And you had a couple feet of snow in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, you had snows in the mountains of Southern California. You had a couple hundred inches of snow up in the Sierras. It snowed in Seattle. Yep. Um, very, very cold weather out west. While we stayed kind of tranquil, but also had incredibly rapidly moving jet stream across the eastern part of the United States a couple weeks ago. Uh, jet travel from California to the east coast was, you know, planes were coming in a half hour early, but going out to the west coast, they were fighting headwinds, very sure. strong headwinds. And so actually, it, oh, I'm sorry, God, you can finish. I'm, I apologize. No, it, it all ties together. It's just been kind of a, a wild and, and uh, wacky um, couple of months. Yeah, and I was going to say, as far as the, the the jet stream, there was, I believe, there was a commercial jet that broke the uh, supersonic barrier just by riding the jet stream in Pennsylvania, where I think it was about 200 miles an hour up there. So Right. It reached speeds of over 800 miles an hour, but it doesn't pop the jet stream because that's the combination of the plane speed plus the jet, and that does, without getting into the physics of it, that doesn't <laughs> result in a supersonic. Uh, boom. I should say that jet stream also uh, rushed air over to Europe. So flights to Europe were very quick. And then this huge ridge of high pressure set up over Western Europe, much like we had over the east the last two Februarys, mm -hmm. which were the first and second warmest on record. And London hit 70 degrees last week, uh, the warmest temperature on record for the month of February or for the December through February period in Great Britain on record. And it broke a record of the day before in Scotland, which broke a record said two days before in Wales. <laughs> so they, they just sat in spring, even early summer weather for, for a week's time. Sure. Sure. And we don't, we haven't even gone to 70 this February. Not that we usually do. No. Uh, and for and as a matter of fact, for the first time on record, Los Angeles didn't get to 70 in the month of February. So people want to go to SoCal. They think it's great. All you need to do is go to London every uh, once in a while during yeah, February. You may cash in. You <laughs> know, when, when the weather gets wound up, that's when you find these extremes. And, mm -hmm. and you know, frankly, here in the Mid-Atlantic, we were one of the more tranquil locations to be found 
across the United States, and for that matter, across a good portion of the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. So we don't have much to, to, to talk about in regards of extreme weather sure. um, this winter or February in particular, but we certainly haven't had to look too hard elsewhere to find it. Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. Well, it's a good, it's a good reprieve after the past couple of years. Because I believe also, right, last February was um, uh, warmer than March as well in the north in New Jersey, correct? Correct. The the last two Februarys have been in an absolute terms warmer than the subsequent Marches. Mm -hmm. Now we're not going to see that this year. Mm -hmm. Um because February, while it was a little above normal, was not excessively above normal, and March um, would have to be really, really cold uh, for that to turn out. And while we're starting off on a cold, cold pattern, mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to remain much longer. Mm -hmm. All right, so two more questions we have, and then we'll wrap it up. I wanted to talk actually about that one really windy day we had on February 25th. Uh, down here in Southeast Jersey, we had over a thousand customers without power, um, and we had our first high wind warning in effect since November. Um, just curious, what month is our typically our windiest one of the year? Well, I went into the record books, the oh. climate zoological books, and found out that March is the windiest month at Atlantic City Airport. All right. Uh, up at Newark Airport, too, I might add. Mm -hmm. uh, the wind uh, speed average is 10.6 miles an hour in March. Um, coming in second is April, just at 10.4. And in February, 10.1. Okay. So it's that mid to late winter, early spring period uh, when the winds are just a little bit stronger um, than other types of time of the year. Just for completeness sake, August is the least windy month at seven miles an hour. Huh. Uh, but, you know, we're in this transition period now where it's still bone cold winter up north, yet down in the south, uh, it's very mild spring and, and spring like. So you've got this tremendous thermal contrast. And with that, uh, you bring in wind, you bring in storms. And, and tragically, we saw evidence of that um, Saturday into Sunday. Uh, with the tornado outbreak in, in Georgia, Alabama, even up into South Carolina, um, fueled by the same storm uh, that gave South Jersey the rain and North Jersey uh, the wet snow. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a period of contrast. And, and with that, you'll have strong winds. Right. So would you anticipate as we're going into spring, maybe a little more of a heightened severe weather season just because of the contrast we have now. And that could be in theory shifting further and further north as we heat up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's generally the pattern. Um, this region doesn't tend to get into the real severe weather until we get real warm weather upon right. us um, June and even into through the summer. Um, but we do see it start in the Southeast as we saw over the weekend uh, make its way into the southern plains and then up through the plain states. Meanwhile, some of it can bleed into the mid-Atlantic at, at times as we warm up. So, yeah, we've, we've really got to turn our sights on that mm -hmm. as we get into spring. Mm -hmm. And speaking of spring, growing season's coming up. Obviously, down here in the south, we uh, start our growing season earlier than uh, – our friends up in the northwest corner of the state, but how's our how's our soil moisture doing? How are farmers going into the spring here? What's kind of their general feeling when we're coming out of winter? Well, they they really are hoping for some drier conditions. Frankly, mm -hmm. um, they really suffered 
um, last year because we started with a, a wet May. Um, then it warmed up in June, but then it got wet again come July, August, and into the fall. So it, it, it was tough. Um, now, for those farmers who have sandier soil, that's not as bad as those with a richer, loamy kind of soil. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, their, their real key now is to be able to get out in the fields and, and prepare for the planting season and, and then hope to have just enough moisture in the ground for germination um, come mid you know, come mid, uh, mid spring. Mm -hmm. So the one thing for sure, we're not talking drought anywhere, right. uh, in New Jersey. Um, you know, South Jersey re relies on groundwater and immediate rainfall while up in the Northern part of the state, it it's reservoir surface reservoirs along mm -hmm. with groundwater. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're just fine and brimming full. Right. So that's the good news. Uh, the bad news would be is if it stayed persistently wet into the planting season, and that would really be difficult for farm for the farm community. We're going to hope for uh, some dry weather here. Now on March 5th, we are looking mostly dry this week, and uh, we'll hope to see it continued as we go forward <laughs> to the coming weeks here. <laughs> but of course, you, you don't want it too dry because come March and April, you start worrying about fire in the Pinelands. That's also all true. Uh, the, debris on the floor from the winters and deciduous trees there yet leafing out. Um, it's, it's a prime season for fire in the Pinelands if you don't have pretty uh, frequent rain events to keep things uh, from, from getting too darn dry. So, I mean, you know, if one person's feast is another's famine, I suppose. I, I suppose. I suppose. And, you know, let's ask, let's talk about the sandy soil just real quick. So, you know, does the previous rainfall not even matter as much when we're talking about places in the Pine Barrens for growing because it just is very poor of soil when you're comparing it to the northern part of the state? Does previous rainfall matter as much? No, no, it, it doesn't um, because it does soak into the ground. Uh, more quickly. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's not as big of a problem as some of the farmers up in the northern, northwestern part of the state have sometimes, because there you can have very rich, peaty, loamy soils, um, post-glacial soils, if you will, and, and they can really be like a sponge. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. All right. So we'll wrap up. Anything new going over with the uh, state climatologist's office during the month of February or anything you're looking forward to during the month of March? Yeah, we're, 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 you know, for the Community Collaborative Rain, Hail and Snow Network, which you folks have so um, avidly promoted at times in recent months, it's we have a, a competition, if you will, called March Madness. Yes. Um, where different states are out there trying to recruit the, the most new observers. Um, we don't harp on March. We like to do it all year round. And as with your help, we had a very successful fall campaign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's always, you know, things are blooming. Uh, people are getting outside. Maybe it's time to get that rain gauge and, and put it on a pole out in your yard. That's right. It's easy. It's easy citizen science. And you get to see what the weather's like, you know, at your house each and every day. So I'm very much for it. I mean, Love to help you out with that. With uh, It's called Coco Ross is the acronym. And uh, where can you find out more information about that, about New Jersey's Coco Ross program? Well, if you go to the state climate website, njclimate.org, um, right down in the middle central of the lead page, there's something about Coco Ross. You click on that 
and it will lead you to inf some information and and ultimately to a link to the national coco Ra's page where people can register to become observers. Yeah, and we're looking for people in Cumberland County. That seems to be our uh, big spot here in South Jersey where we can use some help, correct? Absolutely could use it. We welcome everyone. Uh, there's never too many observers out there. And I should thank everyone who has signed on, who has remained on, who's contributed the rainfall observations winter long and gone out in the snow and measured the snowfall. Uh, that's our best source of snowfall information in the state. Uh, so I really, really thank everyone who's participating and encourage others uh, with an interest in the environment and an interest in being a citizen scientist to join us. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we're gonna try, we're gonna get one up here at the press. The uh, last word I had was we have the rain gauge. We're just waiting for the ground to uh, soften up a little bit so we can uh, drive a stake in the ground and go from there. So we'll be up in Pleasantville soon enough. Your ground's not frozen now. I I'm, just going, I'm just going by what they told me. Get hammering away. Yeah, I said, I'll, I'll work on it. I, I thought I was actually gonna do it myself and then they said, no, we'll take care of it. So I said, oh, okay, all right, that's fine. So. Maybe I'll follow up when I'm done with this. All right. Well, Dr. Yeah. Robinson, we appreciate the time. We will uh, chat with you when we get to April, where uh, hopefully it won't be in the 20s and 30s for our high temperatures. Look forward to talking to you. Come a real spring month. That's right. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.